Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Football preseason has arrived, and baseball is coming down to the wire. BetOnline has you covered for the rest of the summer and beyond with the best odds, promos, payouts, and parlays. Use our promo code believe 50 that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. What's going on? Ah, 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 it's great to have you back, Blake. I appreciate you taking a break from scanning the internet for updates on Joe Burrow's appendix. Oh, yes. You, the biggest storyline of the Bengals, of course, because you know, it's, it's an entire franchise in one player. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, I, uh, yeah um, got the preseason games coming up. I'm super hot. I'm excited. This is back to football season. You know, I, I, I enjoyed my break. I loved my break. It was awesome. I'm already watching some college games from last year, so I kind of need more football now. You only have to wait two weeks. Two weeks, and you can indulge on Nebraska and Northwestern and Vanderbilt and Hawaii and uh, Florida A&M against North Carolina. You're you're only two weeks away. You don't think I won't watch Vandy and Hawaii. It's going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> I think it starts at like 7.30 your time, which is better than like the 11 o'clock p.m. start times for Hawaii. But yeah, uh, Vanderbilt and Hawaii is going to be how people indulge on their football cravings. It's going to be a masterclass game. I'm, I'm so hyped for it. No, but no, in, in reality, I mean, I'm going to watch. I'm definitely going to watch that Nebraska Northwestern game, I believe it is, right? The, uh, the matchup. Yes, the, 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 the meaningless week zero game every year where Nebraska plays some. Yeah. Last year it was Illinois. This year it's Northwestern. It's becoming a week zero tradition. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Nebraska has a little bit of my interest this year that I might watch a little bit. I'm just mainly excited to just go see someone rain and throw a football. I Listen, I watched the entire Hall of Fame game, and that was a lot of fun. And I forgot how much I missed the Hall of Fame game of all things. But for some reason for me, that just feels like the kickoff to what ends up being the football season, I think. And I, you know, the most random player started going off watching them. Your white running for like a thousand yards, and uh, shout out Marshall alum Willie Johnson uh, almost returned a punt return to to the house, but of course he got called back. Um, it was a lot of fun to just watch those uh, watch those games and, and get to sit back and enjoy the Jaguars being the usual Jaguars and absolutely just be playing horrible. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm super hyped. I'll be going to the preseason game this Friday. Uh, they they play the Cardinals, right? The Bengals do. Yes. All right. Yep. All right. You get to, you get to enjoy uh, the the Bengals equivalent of Jake Luton playing for your team. I, I hope you we, enjoy. <laughs> we get to watch the absolute masterclass of Jake Browning versus Trace McSorley. I am above. Oh my the moon. god! So that is 2017 this. college football. I'm throwing up 2017 college football right now. Oh my god. 
<laughs> I am ready for this flashback of back when I first started scouting these quarterbacks. So this is this we're getting to the age now where I actually know these guys, you know. So I'm excited. I get to I get to watch people I know about. Yeah, remember when we created like Maroon Five and Five uh, back during the our college football playoff post game show was just creating Maroon Five and Five. Uh, I think Washington and Penn State and Jake Browning and Trace McSorley they represent whatever the tier right above Maroon Five and Five is. Like <laughs> they, they're going to go eight and four. They're going to play yeah. in the Holiday Bowl. Like that. That's kind of what that tier represents. Like third tier <laughs> elite college football. Right. Yeah. They're like the uh like pretty much exact the exact same tier as Kentucky, where it's like the Citrus Bowl is a successful year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Every now and then it's Penn like, State's gonna play in the in the sugar bowl just because too many Big Ten teams made the playoff and something like that. Right. Yeah, you're gonna get a couple of like fun years, but in reality it's just like an eight and four season. <laughs> yeah, Washington just lives at the Alamo Bowl. Just lives at the Alamo right. Bowl. Right. Yeah, and, and normally they usually have like one or two good prospects a year, maybe if you're lucky. And so there's a couple of guys you can watch back. Like, I can't remember the last time I've watched more. Like, I, normally I try to watch one or two games for each player. And honestly, I, I think one thing that I kind of do, and maybe it's not a great thing, but the lazy part in me, I know I can't scout all these guys a lot at once. So I'll normally watch the same two games for a lot of the prospects together. You know what I mean? So, like, so for the Georgia games, I end up watching like almost every single Georgia game possible because there's so many prospects and every game for Georgia was so entertaining. You almost had to watch it. Um, but for, for teams like Washington, like if I uh, or South Carolina is a good example, I, you know, South Carolina is a team that I, of course, I, they're in the SEC. I, I watched them play Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't really watch a lot of South Carolina football. And the year that J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamu both uh, uh, were in the draft, I kind of just watched the same two games and just rewind it and watch the other side of the play each time. You know what I mean? So I do like a little bit of this like lazy thing where I only watch. So I can't remember the last time I've actually watched more than three Washington football games in a season. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna watch any chance I get any team week. Like the first like three weeks of football, I'll watch literally anything that comes across my television or computer. And then after that, I get a little like, you know, after that, I really start to focus in on my team. You know what I mean? Like Kentucky, Cincinnati. That's what I do most of my stuff with, obviously. And then later on, NFL draft stuff becomes a lot more prominent. Obviously, the season goes on. You get a lot more other things to kind of happen. But overall, I am the first couple of weeks, I'm eating it up. It's my favorite time of the year without question. The beginning of fall, end of summer football season is the best time of the year without question. The, the beginning of conference plays when you start to have standards, like right around when conference play starts, you're like, I'm not yeah. going to watch this Mizzou versus South Carolina football game. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a couple of like pretty good games. Like I really enjoyed Ohio State, Oregon last year. I, we watched uh, Minnesota, Ohio State last year. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of like pretty solid games that you'll get to see on your television. Most of the time it's like, yeah, last year was, uh, was it supposed to be like Clemson versus Georgia? And then the final score was like nine to six last year. Yeah, that game was a lot. Was It was really hyped up as it should be. I mean, it's two powerhouse programs of the last decade, but that game ended up being very poor uh, as a whole. But I mean, the, the, there's a couple of games that ended up being pretty good. And then everyone else is a blowout. And then it's a conference play. And then it feels like every game that comes on, like an upset is possible for some of these games. You know what I mean? So you get a lot more of the, uh, 
the really close battles that you're kind of watching and being entertained with. I think, you know, what's crazy. I, I was, I was actually looking into this season and I'm really like, you laugh. I'm like really intrigued by the Pac-12 this year. Like I'm actually like, this is the first time I can't, I can remember that I'm actually like, you know what? I'm excited to watch some Pac-12 football. Let me see some Pac-12 football because well, I, like I know Utah. that I know you and I are big on USC and like we're interested by hey can they like turn that around in one year when it's probably going to take two years? What else about the Pac-12 is intriguing? I love Utah. I think Utah is a very very fun team this year. I think they're probably the favorites to win the the conference. I would say close to around that the area i think and oregon is one of my favorite teams in football this year as well i love both usc and oregon going into this season i love oregon's linebackers um you know they got justin flo who's the guy who's only played one game in like two seasons but dude is a mammoth look if you ever google justin flo you will see the absolute mammoth of a man that guy is a linebacker and they also have noah sewell uh who i believe is related to panay sewell uh, and I think it's going to be a very fun linebacker as well. He's probably going to be drafted in the first round this year in the class. Bo Nix is an Oregon Duck. I, I, you know, I, I love the Bo Nix memes. I live for the Bo Nix memes, and I want to see him do well. I, I'm kind of rooting for him now. I hated him in Auburn, but I'm rooting for him in Oregon. I want to see that. Um, there's a couple of like underground teams that might not might not be like totally exciting as a team as a whole, but like don't say I UCLA. Mind. Don't say UCLA. Don't say UCLA. Well, we can, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare say UCLA. UCLA got a college game day last year. They were ranked in the top 25. They were all excited. I'm like, you're not, not like, it's going to be a successful season if you go eight and four. And then they went eight and four. And I was like, told you it's a successful season for UCLA. But they was talking about like, we're going to win 10 games. We're going to play a New Year's six bowl game. We're going to go to the Rose Bowl. I was like, no, you're UCLA. Well, I mean, I was I was going to mention like Oregon State. I think they're going to be a pretty fun team this year. Okay. I, I I like I, I was going to mention UCLA. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was going to say UCLA. I, I do think that they are going to be I'm, I'm like pretty entertained by the way that team is going to be. I, I really like um a couple of those players and they had a lot of draft picks last year. So I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of guys coming in that are going to get new chances. I'm excited to kind of see that. Um, you know, it's another crazy team. I was kind of thinking about, I, I'm ready to see an Arizona bounce back after that horrible season they had the previous year. I, I want to see if they can bring anything else new to the table. I feel like this is the year. Now, listen, don't even ask me about any Arizona players. Okay. I, I really don't know much. About I'd rather now. ask you about Northern Arizona players. Cause I will remind the, the audience oh. again, because you might be new to the podcast, but every Monday last year, we, we highlighted what Arizona did the week before, because I wanted so badly for them to go. zero and 12. And, uh, they ended up going one and 11. They lost to Northern Arizona last year. They lost to Arizona state by like 70 points the year before. And uh, their only victory was against Cal, and Cal did not have 22 players because of COVID protocol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to be. It's I'm not. I'm not saying Arizona's going to be good or anything like that. But I'm, I, I have heard a lot of people. So I got a couple friends who write for different college football pages, and a lot of people are telling me that Arizona's going to have a bounce back year, and it's possible that they can maybe win six games. Possibly. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And so I want to see it. Now, when they go 0-12, don't laugh at me because, like I said, this is not my opinion. This is what people are telling me, and I'm just intrigued, okay? But I I am very excited about the top three teams. Like we said, USC, Oregon, Utah. 
I'm also intrigued by Oregon State and UCLA, and I want to see if a team like Arizona can make a little bounce back this season. So there's a couple of teams out there. Like that's like six of the twelve teams that are in the Pac-12. Uh, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm excited to see how some of these teams kind of fare, and also we kind of have to enjoy how bad it is for a little for you know the last couple of years because we know that USC is leaving. Pac-12 is going to be absolute trash as you know all these other top teams are going home. Hey, going to a hey, conference. hey! You're saying that a conference adding San Diego State and Boise State wouldn't be an improvement over UCLA for the Pac-12? Uh I mean, when when they lose Oregon and USC, absolutely. <laughs> but San, you know San Diego what? State and Boise State have both beaten UCLA in the last five years. I'm not giving any. I'm not giving any flowers to UCLA. Okay, I'm just saying that you know USC leaving is going to hurt a lot. And I, I there's a couple of UCLA players I kind of like a little bit. You know, like a, like a, there's a couple of guys out there that I'm I'm quite big fans of. Um, and, okay, and I think I'm, that. I'm, uh, I, I understand where you're coming from now. I can get behind it. Also, uh, Arizona, I just looked at Arizona's schedule, and uh, there's one game that I'm really circling now. It's North Dakota State at Arizona this year, and I'm hoping Ooh. North Dakota State wins that one. Uh, <laughs> but I also want to hold you to this Pac-12 point. So if you watch a Pac-12 game every single week this year, I will meet you and buy you tickets to watch Arizona at Utah, the second to last week of the season. We will fly to Utah and watch Arizona play Utah. <laughs> Bet. I can't wait to watch 12 straight weeks of DTR. <laughs> yes. If, if you watch a Pac-12 game every week, I will buy you a ticket and we will go watch Arizona at Utah in the in November 5th at Utah. It's about halfway between you and me from Kentucky to California. We'll meet halfway in Utah and watch Arizona play Utah. <laughs> what a masterclass game that's going to be. That would be literally that that would make this podcast just that it's it's so accurate to what this podcast is right it's the most random game possible and we had the most random dynamic in terms of talking about sports we talk about the most random things possible right and just going mm-hmm. to a random utah arizona game where we could care less about what happens would be hilarious yeah this will this will also be by the end of the season where we kind of know how good these teams are at that point we know arizona's not going to a bowl game utah's already accepted the invite to the las vegas bowl even though they have three games left in the season like it's kind of we we know where it's going to be by that point right yeah and i mean hey i'm down for any football game possible you know i'm willing to do whatever to, to go to a football game um, I know I have a pretty big and busy schedule, but if I can work around it without question, I'm down to do something like that. That'd be I, a lot I will, I'll, I'll, I will, I will buy you tickets, and we will go to the game if you commit to watching a Pac-12 game every week this year. <laughs> all right, I'll have to like record myself like sitting there staring at the TV to make sure you know I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll come back every week and be like, so which game did you watch? Let's get play by play of Oregon State versus Washington State. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you got to give me one Pac-12 game and I'll have to watch it. Let's do that. I feel like that'd be fun. You give me, like, yeah, one we'll make you a schedule game. of the like fourth best Pac-12 games every single week. Oh, there wait, go. there's a perfect. Oh, gosh, I wish. God, I wish that Arizona State wasn't our was an, our Maroon 5 and 5 team because Mississippi State plays Arizona this year. And that's just a perfect Maroon 5 and 5 game. It's just Arizona State takes the mantle for Maroon 5 and 5 in this conference, unfortunately. Yeah, right. I mean, there's 
there's gonna be a couple of games that are, I mean I'm, I might double up a couple of times you know I, I mean I watch a lot of football you know and I don't really watch I don't sit down and watch the the game live a lot you know it's, it's almost impossible for me to do that with a lot of games you know what I mean especially for games that don't really matter I'll watch the big games so like if Ohio State's on TV and it's live I'm watching Ohio State or Georgia or Alabama those games I'm almost always tuning into you know obviously Kentucky as well but you know the most of the other games are something I have to go back on and kind of watch on like uh, condensed version a lot of like condensed games we'll go back and watch or just um you know different uh there's a couple of like youtube channels i know that have like a lot of like basically just play by plays and it cuts like all the commercials in between stuff like that that you can actually watch the entire game so i'll probably watch a lot of those uh for the most part and then once i get to film season i'll be watching probably <laughs> probably like 90 percent of the games i normally watch in football are during film sessions so yeah, that's probably when i'll <laughs> watch all that here's that will make it work you have to watch whatever game they put on the pac-12 network so oh, god for for october 1st Oct- that's the first week of conference games october 1st you get cal versus wazoo that's your first assignment is cal versus okay. wazoo okay I, I can do that i'm not like totally against washington state i'll i'll, I'll watch it Name a coach on either team. We've gone through every Pac-12 coach. Name a coach on either team. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I I definitely know. I don't know the one on California. Um, He's been the coach I, for I, like five years now. <laughs> like who know who knows the coach of California? I have for like three years because it's the same coach. They go five and seven every year, but they will never fire their coach because Cal should have disbanded football or joined the Mountain West in the last cycle of realignment. Pretty sure I I remember the Washington State one. I know it's I know it's a weird last name. It's it's um Jake uh Jake oh man, I, I don't remember. I remember it's Jake something. That's all I remember. I don't remember the last name. Jake Dickert. Dykert? Dykert. Might be Dykert. Like that's what it is because I don't remember. I, I remember it's a little like unique of a name, and I, I didn't remember the last name. But I remember the first name, which is ironic because you wouldn't think I would know the, the first name of a head coach. But <clears throat> there's a couple of them I do. Okay. Oh, he was the interim coach last year. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's their head coach. Um, and I, you know, I actually watched a little bit of Wazoo last year, and though they weren't like great, uh, it wasn't that bad. So I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like. Watching him a little bit, at least to begin the season, shouldn't be horrible. And hopefully Cal does not have 800 players gone for COVID. Uh, if we can get a full <laughs> healthy game, maybe it'll be a little entertaining. Yeah, yeah. As long as, you know what, November 5th, we'll go, we'll, we'll record our first podcast together in the same room. And it will be after a post-game show for Arizona and Utah. <laughs> yeah, just you know, a full breakdown of that game. And that's going to be just uh, absolute golden podcast material. Yeah. I think it's it's our little weird dynamic that we have developed here. Speaking of weird dynamics, I actually have a fun game prepared, but now because you're going to watch so much preseason football, I'm tempted to do who he play for before the season starts, before even the preseason starts. But I I think I want to do this version first. So speaking of uh, which, what can you tell me about the Chicago Bears receiving core? <laughs> okay. So we got Darnell Mooney. Shout out Darnell Mooney, a pretty solid slot receiver. I keep on the outside a little bit too. He's he's good. Aside from that, absolute garbage. Nikhil Harry already out for the season. Sorry, bro. I you know I apologize for that. Byron Pringle, former Kansas City Chief. Um, I think he's probably going to be the next guy up after that. 
I know Equinamius St. Brown is probably a name you haven't heard of in a minute. Uh, he is probably going to get a lot of playing time there for the Chicago Bears right now. I, I like him a lot. Um, I, I think he's he's been a player that has improved greatly on this roster, I think, and he's been getting a lot of like chances on this depth chart. I know that he's been playing with the ones lately, uh, and so I think that's really your starting core as Pringle, St. Brown, and Darnell Mooney at the moment. Shout out my boy Daz Newsome. I love Daz Newsome from North Carolina. I got I was high on for a long time. Ever anyone that knows my scouting knows I love Daz Newsome. He's a guy that can return whenever he needed. He's a very very fun, good utility player. Can play in the slot. He's probably gonna be the utility guy, I think, for the most part for the Chicago Bears. He's the guy that I think is gonna be a breakout player for this team. I'm looking out for him. And just drafted Velas Jones Jr. from Tennessee is also gonna be a guy. He's a little bit older. I think he's 24. Right now, uh, a pretty good deep threat. Um, you know, Hendon Hooker in the Tennessee offense was all vertical last year. A lot of deep, or a lot of, uh, well, not, not not totally vertical, but they were a pass-heavy team, a team that was really relying on uh, beating the beating their opponents. And Hooker, who doesn't have the strongest arm, but is still very accurate, being able to get the ball to Velas Jones midfield and let him use get into second level and, and do his work to be able to get down the field quicker. Uh, I think Velas Jones is going to be a pretty fun utility guy as well. Um, he's going to compete with Daz, I think, for the returning job. I think uh, he can be a, a very capable deep threat with Justin Fields, though, and I think he's already a very mature player despite being a rookie. Aside from that... Okay, well, at this point, you've just you've destroyed the game because you know all the Bears receivers. The game was going to be funny, but you're smart at okay. football analysis. <laughs> that That's that's six, I think. And, you know, I mean, in all fairness, I mean, again, these are guys I'm... I'm pretty familiar with for the most yeah, part. Yeah, because the, the other people on the team are going to be practice squad players, most likely, I would guess. Right. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell you anyone else. Well, then we can do a, a a short version of this first game that I created, which is, is this a Bears wide receiver or is this not a Bears wide receiver? Because you hit on some of the funny ones. Byron Pringle, Equinemius St. Brown. Those are really good names, but uh, this is by far the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. I think it's oh, not yeah. even close. You could argue this is the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. Yeah, the Falcons are up there. I like Brian Edwards, and Kyle Pitts counts as a receiver for me. Okay. Oh, if we're counting Kyle Pitts, then never mind. Okay. All right. Yeah, because uh, the Bears are not great, but I have, uh, well, let's call it... Seven names here of of NFL players, and you need to tell me if these are Chicago Bears wide receivers or not current Chicago Bears wide receivers. Again, you named most of the starters like Daz Newsome and company, but some of these people will be practice squad players for the Bears. And as of August 10th, they are still members of the Chicago Bears wide receiver core. So you got Byron Pringle, you got Equinemius St. Brown. The next name I will throw at you is Alan Hearns. I'm going to say no. You are correct. Alan Hearns okay. is not a Bears wide receiver. He is currently unsigned as of the time of this recording. Oh, wow. Okay. Next up on the list, we have Chris Conley. Oh, God. I don't think so. I think he's somewhere else. Chris Conley is a Houston Texan for now. Okay. Yeah. You are correct. Chris Conley was Byron Pringle before Byron Pringle and then got a big contract <laughs> right. from the Jaguars. Yep. Yeah, he was overpaid. Next name on the list is Kiki Cutie. Oh, I forgot about him being in the NFL still. I don't. I don't. Wow. Oh. No, I don't think he is. 
You are correct. Yes, Kiki Cutie is an Indianapolis Colt. Last year, he had one reception for nine yards. Yeah, he he used to be pretty good a couple years back. He was underrated. Texan, bunch of years as a Texan. Yeah. All right. Next up on the list, we have Dante Pettis. God, Dante Pettis. He's still in the league. Yes, he is. See, the only the only thing that's getting me now is I feel like there has to be a yes here soon. I mean, you did knock out a bunch of the good names earlier. Think Pettis is a bear. Dante Pettis is a Chicago Bear. Okay, well, it was a matter of time before it was a yes. So I'm (laughs) okay. All right. I used to think he would be the breakout player for the Niners. I picked him on my fantasy team one year. Many years ago. <laughs> I remember I remember he went to the Giants and then after that it was like, you know, I mean once a receiver goes to the Giants, they're done. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that I do have an hypothesis that this year's Bears receiving core is gonna be like last year's Giants, where the top four yardage players are going to be less than Jamar Chase last year. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up we have Tajay Sharp. Did he play for the Falcons last year? I think. Um, if so, shout out. I can't believe I got that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, I'm almost certain if he played for the Falcons, he's not a Falcon anymore. Um, maybe he is. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't imagine him, them resigning him, though. Um, I'll, I'll say yes. I'll say, I'll say he is a bear. Yeah, you got it. Tajay Sharp okay. is a Chicago Bear currently. Okay, all right. All right, and then there's another fun one. Do you remember David Moore? Is he on the Bears? He is on the Bears, but I wasn't sure if you'd remember him. I would have never guessed. Yeah, former Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, David Moore is currently. A, I mean, he won't be after training camp, but he is currently a Chicago Bear. He'll get yeah, he'll get he'll get cut for sure. But he he used to be uh he used to be really the wide receiver too for a minute for the for the Seahawks until they uh, I guess got DK right. Pretty sure I think so for, for one bit. for one sad season. Yes, I think you are correct. All right. Then the last name I have on this list is Jimmy Graham. <laughs> There's no way he's not on the team anymore, is he? No way. He was on the team as of last year, but right now he's currently a free agent. Okay, I was like, "There's no way Jimmy Graham is now a, is still a bear after all these years." Like he was a bear last happen. year, as of that shitty yeah. season with Matt Nagy last year. He was technically a bear. Uh, th- <laughs> with this podcast, we officially conclude our ten month embargo on the Chicago Bears. I said after the Bears Steelers Monday Night game last year, where the referee hip checked a guy and. Uh, it was all that. I'm like, we're just not going to talk about the Bears. They have no draft pick next year. They have virtually no cap space. They're going to hire a coach. The coach won't matter. And we will. the question will be, will Justin Fields turn it around? And we won't know the answer until the season starts. So we officially conclude our 10-month embargo of not talking about the Chicago Bears. Right. And, and, and hey, I mean, in all fairness, uh, did you hear what the, the Bears coaches were saying about Justin Fields? They're, they are over the moon about him right now. I'm, I am continuing. My Justin Fields campaign is marching forward. I don't care who's against them. Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback one day. Book it. 
<laughs> that's a very bold limb to go out on. It's not your uh, it is. <laughs> Justin Fields will one day be a good quarterback. It'll probably be probably be after he leaves Chicago, but he will one yes. day be a good quarterback. That's why that's why I said you see what you see, this is where this is where I'm thinking a little bit ahead. I said one day. So even if I'm not right next year, I could be right in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's gonna help him out drafting Will Anderson at the top of the draft next year. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, that'd be a good fit for the Bears, but yeah, I mean, if they're if they're in that position, it's probably not looking good for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Justin Fields is abjectly terrible. I just think that fit is going to derail him on this one because this is year two for him, and the Bears are starting a three year rebuild. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a couple of years, and I mean, I hope that they're. I hope that we see enough from Fields to warrant a team playing on him being a starter for long term. And, and now that we, uh... are... sorry, I was just gonna say, I think the Bears are still in that kind of investigative area where they have the guy that they want to commit to, but they got to see enough from him to really know to push forward. You know what I mean? I think they're still not. I mean, it's just with the new coaching staff now. Of course, they're not totally committed yet, and I hope that he shows up in, enough this year to where they can commit and actually have him be the starter and actually build a solid team around him. Let me ask you about this one in hindsight. Now that we have all the data in front of us, if you were the Chicago Bears. Would you trade Justin Fields in exchange for Evan Neal and Kadarius Tony? I would. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think if I was picking differently, maybe not. I'd have to see who's on the board. But if if the Bears were where did I take in Tony and Evan Neal, I would have taken Justin Fields for sure. In hindsight, what if I like Evan Neal? Oh. Yeah. What if instead it was who is a good receiver in this? God, there were not a lot of good receivers in this class. Uh, wow. Okay, never mind. There really weren't any great options on the board. I'm looking down like I know Kadarius Tony didn't work out great, but I'm looking at the rest of the receivers. It's like Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, uh, Rondale Moore. Moore. Yeah, Bateman and Moore aren't bad. Terrace Marshall. Uh, any other good ones here? No. Yeah, not not a lot of not a lot of like second round gems that we can point to like that 2019 class. It seems like all the good receivers got taken at the top of the draft. But, but I, whenever they originally traded for this pick, if you remember, this is two years ago now, which is crazy to think about. But I said that this was not going to be a strong quarterback class the next year. So it made sense to give up a valuable pick such as that first rounder, knowing that you're not going to get a quarterback. Now, it ended up being a very high pick. And in hindsight, if you had to be, if you were able to get a really talented player like maybe a um uh i'm trying to think think who was in that class maybe uh, like christian derisaw was taken a few picks later okay yeah i mean if, if you were able well i was trying to say talking about the, the, the other class last year's class I was, I was thinking or this past year's class i was thinking like oh. if you're able to get a cave on thibodeau then that changes some things right i, I definitely think cave on thibodeau would have been a, a really good pick. i'm pretty sure that was the higher pick they took thibodeau I want to yeah, say. that was their own pick. Their own pick was Thibodeau. Right. The second pick was the Bears pick. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like I feel like in hindsight, uh, maybe if you took maybe if you took Garrett Wilson and or like a Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson and like maybe someone pretty solid at tackle that year before, maybe I would consider it. Yeah, maybe I would consider it. Uh, leaning towards the Bears, but so I here's think, here's the picks that came right after him. It was Quiddy Pay, Najee Harris, Christian Derisaw, 
Uh, Peyton Turner, I guess, would have been the next best one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how old Derek, but you got to think, like, thinking about it from this perspective, if they drafted Darisol, they wouldn't have drafted Kevin Jenkins. So they probably could have gotten someone else then, too. So it kind of goes Ooh, deeper. It kind of goes deeper. Uh, I wonder who they would have taken instead then. Maybe you take a quarterback. I don't know who would have been available in the second round at that point. All right. So uh, here are the picks after Tevin Jenkins it was Liam Eichenberg, uh, Richie Grant, Trayvon Merrig, uh, Merrick. Calvin Merrick but they already have Eddie Jackson. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, Aziz Ojalare. Oh, if they had Ooh. if they had, had the foresight, JOK went 52. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. If I was the Bears and I ended up with... If I ended up with, I think, some form of like Darisol, maybe like a good receiver like Garrett Wilson and... Uh, and then, like, Aziz Ojalari, I think, is a guy that I would like because they, they need another edge rusher. And then you're able to, like, somehow sign or get maybe Baker, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, someone like that. That would have been a better team. Now, I think it's smarter for them to get fields because I'm always – I've said this since the beginning. I think um, the most important thing in a game is to get your quarterback and get your quarterback now. No matter how many assets you have to give up, if you like a guy, you go and get him. Right? And so I think the Bears did a good job of going out and getting him. Now – in hindsight, I think anytime you give up more picks than what you're getting back, it would have been better if you didn't do that. But it all depends on how you draft and what you do. And I think right now I'm putting more faith in the Bears and Justin Fields than I am at any point with the Giants right now and what they have. All right, since we're doing heavy Bears analysis for some reason, how about Roquan Smith's holdout? <laughs> do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? Don't blame him one bit. I think it's actually, I think I respect him for doing it. I think this is very important, not only for him, but for every other linebacker in the league. He mentioned that this is going to be a big deal for the entire linebacker market because he's going to set the new standard for how much linebackers make. And we know that linebackers don't get paid as high as other players do. So what he gets is going to be a big factor in what other people end up getting in the future. So I think that I, you know, this is a new Bears regime. This is an offensive-focused Chicago Bears, which is unlike the past Chicago Bears, who has always been defensive-focused. I think that they are not going to be willing to put in as much guaranteed money into getting a linebacker like Roquan Smith long-term. So, in my opinion, it would be smartest for him to go to another team, get paid a really good contract, and I know he's going to ball out somewhere else. So, I completely respect him for doing it. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I also – don't think I'd resign Roquan Smith long term. I think that, you know, Roquan Smith is a great player and he's got that you can build your franchise around. But this is a, like you said, this is a rebuilding team that's taking two or three extra years before they're ever going to contend. Why would you give Roquan Smith that much money whenever it could go towards other, maybe younger players, other better pieces that fit your team to a higher level? I, I'm a big believer that you need to get your offensive line figured out. You need to get your defensive line figured out. You need to focus on the trenches, get some extra cornerbacks. And then you can start planning on the linebackers and running backs and everything else in, in, in the middle. I think you really need to focus on the prime positions, which is, in my opinion, like I said, um, O-line, D-line, maybe wide receiver core, things like that. I, I think that those are the most important things. And so I would save my money and end up getting players at those positions rather than getting to Roquan Smith. So makes complete sense to me. I think he needs to go. If I'm the Bears, I would trade him. I think you're going to get a lot for Roquan Smith. I don't know. Um, I don't think – 
I guess it depends on how much they give. But in my opinion, I think teams are willing to overpay for a guy like Roquan Smith. And so I think that you might end up winning in terms of value if you were to be able to trade him. So kind of similar to the Jesse Bates situation with Cincinnati. Uh, I think it's kind of a similar scenario. They really don't need Roquan Smith, I think, for their rebuild. And I think that trading him would actually give them enough assets to be able to make them better in the future. So you think that someone could get a first round pick for him? Because I was surprised when you said like he could be the number one highest paid linebacker, like above. I think Fred Warner has has the record right now. I was kind of surprised by that. But you think that someone could get a first round pick for Roquan Smith? Uh, yeah, I don't know for sure if they're going to get a first back necessarily. But I do think it's possible to give up maybe like a second and another pick or something like that. And I think that. For a considering it's a player who is, you know, leaving. I mean, the team next year, regardless of what happens, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna pay Roquan Smith. Let's just keep let's just be honest. Uh, I, I think that if you're able to get a second or maybe a, a maybe a second and a fourth or a second and fifth or maybe you get a first and give him back a third or something like that for Roquan Smith, that's absolutely worth it in my eyes. So I mean, I, personally, if it's something that I would take, um, I don't know for sure if it would happen. I feel like his stock if, it, if things get uglier. Teams are going to offer less and less. Teams are aware that he wants to go, kind of like the Baker situation. Baker probably would have landed more money had he not been so adamant. Or sorry, not money. Probably would have landed a better draft pick had he not been so adamant on leaving the team. I think this is similar to Roquan Smith. The longer that Bears wait, the less value they're going to get. So they probably need to go ahead and make a trade fast if they really if they really are willing to not commit to him long term. But I think I think this coaching staff is really. I, I think they should be, and and they will be hell-bent on making a good first impression with the with the uh, owner and making sure they have a pretty good uh, beginning season to show that they do uh, have an idea and they do have a plan to commit to. And I think that would include Roquan Smith. Uh, I just don't think that once, once it goes to contract negotiations, they're ever going to be able to offer enough money that, you know, it's where he's going to be able to agree to that deal. I think that he can get paid a lot in, in another roster, whether it's like the Jets or the Dolphins, a team like that, someone's going to give him a lot of money in the future. And I think that it's, it's going to, it's only, it's only inevitable. I think that he's going to be leaving the Chicago bears within a year. All right. That seems like it's going to sort itself out at some point while I continue to ignore the Chicago bears this season. So good, good <laughs> to know. Uh, they're going to really sell all out for the tank, which is weird because it's year two of Justin Fields, but they are really going to, going to sell out for the tank. Uh, okay. I have another set of uh, a little game we can play here uh, of sorts. It's similar to the games where they have kind of shocking numbers and it's hard to pin it down. But uh, I don't know if you saw my my Twitter, but there is a, an NFL team that has gone 16 and 16 in that since 2020. They have gone 32 and 32 since 2018. They have gone 104, 104 and one since 2009. And they've gone 216, 216 and one since 1995. Do you know what team that is? Oh, God. I, is, it, is it the Cowboys? It is not the Cowboys, but that is a good no. guess. Okay. I thought it was the Cowboys, but maybe it changed. Um, I, I have not seen the post for what it's worth. Um, this is completely off the top of my head. I'm going to say the Vikings because they've been so mediocre. It is not the Vikings. Not the Vikings. Okay. Um, I, maybe it's in the AFC. Um, hmm. What about... Hmm, this is tough. 
I'm going to say the Broncos. It is not the Denver Broncos, although the Broncos have had the highs and lows. It is the right track. It's a team that's had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Man, this is tough. Uh, A lot of highs and a lot of lows. Maybe the Bills? No, 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 no. Bills a lot more lows than lows. highs, but it's yeah, a lot track. more lows for the Bills than highs. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot more lows. Um, I think God, this is tough. I can't imagine it being a team like the Chiefs. No, there's no way. There's no way. Um, yeah, Chiefs kind of went from like mediocre to great. <laughs> great, yeah, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. If the Chiefs have a better record than the Patriots this year, they will have gone a full decade with having a better record than the New England Patriots. The only team in the NFL with a better record than the New England Patriots in the last decade. Oh, wow, that's actually like kind of crazy. Um, yes. Okay. But right now, the last nine seasons, they are tied. The Chiefs and Patriots have had the exact same record. Okay, I don't think it's an AFC then, so I'll, I'll stick the NFC. It's not the Cowboys. It wouldn't be the Eagles. Definitely not the Giants or Commanders. I don't feel like. Uh, not the Washington Packers. used to. Oh, sorry, who? So not the Packers. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Washington used to have this stat back when Alex Smith was their quarterback, where they were like one and one in their last two, two and two, four and four, six and six, eight and eight, all the way to like thirty five, thirty five and one, or something like that. But then they <laughs> then they tanked for a few years and it kind of ruined that. Right. Okay. Um, but no, not the Packers. We already said it's no Vikings. Definitely not the Bears or the Lions. Uh, not the Rams. No, it would be the Rams. Not the... Could it be the Cardinals? It's a good guess. It's not the Cardinals, though. Not the Cardinals. 49ers. Yep, it is the San Francisco 49ers. And it only took me eight guesses. Yeah, so San Francisco, that's what I will call the unofficial stat of the day. And uh, we also had two holidays pass recently, semi-recently. We had Jeff Fisher Day, of which we did not really celebrate this year. But Jeff Fisher (laughs) Day did pass very quietly, seven and nine. That passed last month. And then we recently had uh, Tennessee Titans Day, eight, eight pass this past week. So in the spirit of these, I have uh, concocted a quiz game that is a celebration of the most average teams and players in the history of the National Football League. And uh, this is a celebration to mediocrity and fan bases putting all of their emotional stability in a team that has basically gone 500 for uh, their entire lives in some of these cases. So, no, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get this, but I'm ready. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun game. It's a very fun game. So the first one was the San Francisco 49ers. That The 49ers, since they won their last championship in 1994, have gone 216, 216, and one <laughs> in, in, since they won the championship in 1994. And then they were the one. So I basically from this, I started going almost year by year to see Uh, which records of teams were 500 or close because the further back you go, like the more games you add, it's harder to get to 500. So what I also said is if you came within one game of 500, 
this counts for the game as well. For teams that if you go back a certain number of years, if you came within one game of 500, you count on this list as well because you can just like subtract last year's last game and they were basically 100 or basically 500 for however long the time spans are going to be. So that's how I calculated this fun little game that we're going to play. All right, I'm ready. This is going to be fun. All right, question number two. There is a current NFL quarterback who has been a starting quarterback now for about a decade, and their career record is 59, 59, and two. Who is this quarterback? Do I get like an era that he played in? Was this like they are they are a current NFL quarterback? Current, okay. Current NFL quarterback with a career record of 59, 59, and two. 59, 59, and two. And they started every single game, right? Uh, they have started about, what is it, 120 games, and they came into the league in 2012. So they have okay. not started every game, but they've started roughly about 11 to 12 games a year. 2012. I'm going to say Nick Foles. It's a good guess. It is not Nick Foles. Not Nick Foles. Okay. Oh, 2012. Hmm. Gosh, mediocre is so tough. Kirk Cousins. It is Kirk Cousins. Let's go. <laughs> the the bonus stat on this one, which uh, Kirk Cousins has now taken over Philip Rivers' purgatory that was established last year. That uh. Philip Rivers used to always be for my entire childhood down six, no timeouts, one minute, 80 yards to go. That's now officially Kirk Cousins' title. Uh, Kirk Cousins has started 120 games over nine seasons. He has never lost more than 10 games and never won more than 10 games in his entire career. Now you're muted. Sorry. That is like literally the, the wildest stat ever. Like the most random I mean, Kirk Cousins has legit been the definition of average for so long. And we talk about Kirk Cousins' pair, like uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, um, what is it? Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah, forever. We've always talked about it. And like the fact that it's actually like legitimately the most average quarterback ever is hilarious. I feel like every single time we do a ranking, he's always between like 18 and 13 or something like that. You know, like 19, 13. He's always right in the middle. He's always right in the middle in his teens. He's either a first round playoff exit or just missing the playoffs every single year. It is literally the Kirk Cousins story. <laughs> and he went from two different teams also went from Washington who spent two years debating whether he was worth a long-term contract to Minnesota who continuously debates whether he's worth a long-term contract. Um, and any other, any other team he'll ever go to is the exact same way, no matter what, he's always going to be just good enough to keep his job. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were laughing about this the other day. Cause we were talking about like, uh, I joke all the time whenever there's something to not talk about with football. I'm like, have you yourself accepted Kirk Cousins into your life as your Lord and Savior? Uh, everyone needs a daily <laughs> dose of Kirk Cousins. Um, the agnostic version of that, which it, for people who don't know what agnostic means, it means uh, you, you we can never know if there's a God or not. So therefore, there's no point in trying to figure out whether God is real or not. Uh, the agnostic version of Kirk Cousins is Brian Tannehill. We can never know. <laughs> <laughs> we, there's no reason to try and evaluate. We can never know if he's a good quarterback. So uh, Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill kind of fall into the same group. Also used to be Sam Bradford, but uh, now it's Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill who have taken the mantle. 
that is such an accurate statement because I always feel like there's always more hope for Kirk Cousins than there ever is to Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like that's like that's like on the dot accurate. I want to see what is Ryan Tannehill's career record. It's got to be pretty close to uh, to to 500, I would assume. He's been a starter for about as many years now as Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill's career. Okay, Ryan Tannehill's career is 72 and 59. Although yeah. with the Dolphins, he was 42 and 46. So close to 500 with the Dolphins and and the Titans. He's Derrick Henry's carried him to a few wins. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably. I, I was I was gonna guess it's probably gonna be a little higher because of the recent success with the Titans because he really didn't play that much in Miami despite being. You know, as controversial and as I, I feel like I remember the Ryan Tannehill years in Miami so well for some reason. I feel like I just remember that being a lot of like drama and everything there. So I, I do think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think that that probably makes a lot of sense. The Miami Dolphins also kind of get into this game. I don't really have a Dolphin centric question, but I do want to just acknowledge the fact that uh, from 2001, which was the last Dolphins playoff appearance or sorry, last playoff win. Uh, from 2001 to the present, so 20 full NFL seasons, the Dolphins have finished between 6 and 10 wins, 17 of those 20 seasons, <laughs> and they have one 11 and 5 season and one 1 and 15 season that cancel each other out. So right. <laughs> Miami Dolphins basically 6 to 10 wins every single year for 20 years. <laughs> have not won a yeah. playoff game since that's mainly due to the the patriots just absolute domination of the division right like no matter no matter how good the dolphins the, pa- the dolphins are a year they're they're probably going to end up getting swept by the patriots and they're probably going to lose at least a game or two again in the afc east so they're almost guaranteed to go some form of eight and eight or seven to nine or nine and seven you know i feel like that that makes a lot of sense but not just the Patriots being great, the Bills and Jets also being incompetent. The Bills didn't right. make the playoffs from 2010 or 2000 to 2010, and the Jets haven't made the playoffs since 2010. And now the Bills are really good. So Bills and Jets right. incompetence combined with Patriots being really good. Right. And almost every single team that finishes, finishes second in the division that is not like the playoffs is going nine and seven. Right. So I feel like that that's like, yeah, that's on the dot. That's exactly what I think of as, as like the, Especially the the mid two thousands Dolphins. That's exactly what I think about. Is just just average. Yep, they have two playoff appearances, and they lost those games by eighteen points both times. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah. That's one idea. of them. Matt Moore I'm, was playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out, uh, shout out Tua though. Uh, you know, do you see him kind of like just him and uh, him and Tyreek Hill were kind of destroying Carlson Davis today in the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers joint practice. That was pretty cool to see. They're going to be a for, fun team. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the Miami Dolphins to uh, <laughs> to be battling it out for the seventh playoff spot with the Patriots and Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> yes, it will awesome. be a great duel for the final AFC playoff spot between Miami, New England and Denver. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. Next question I have on this list. So we're going to work backwards through NFL history from this point forward. And we're going to start with semi-recent history. So we're going to go back to 2016. But from 2016 to now, there are two teams who are within one game of being 500 for the past 
uh, five, wait, what is it? 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, for the past six NFL seasons. Who are those two teams? Within 500, the last six okay, seasons. Five, okay. Okay. The Vikings? It's a good guess, but it's not the Vikings. No, man. I was gonna, I was gonna stick with it because I feel like it was gonna work eventually. Um, okay, no, no Vikings. I could see the Rams being one of those teams. It's a good uh, guess, but surprisingly, Sean McVay has been the coach of the Rams since 2017. Really? God, yeah, like he's now entering. I think ago. his sixth season as the Rams coach. Okay, because they had a couple of down years. Too, so I thought maybe. Uh, okay, it's not. This is you see your moment of epiphany right there is like me realizing this is like year eight of Dak and Zeke. Right, that that me, makes me feel old too. Yeah, like that Zeke's one makes me feel for like old. Five years, but yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, this is tough. It just it, there's no way. Okay, so I, I know teams. It's not. Um, what about it can't be the Titans no way uh, can't be the Colts have been too good I think I'm going to say hmm I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to say with Philadelphia it's a good guess. It's not Philadelphia, though. Gosh. I think okay. Philadelphia was like one below this next team. So Philadelphia was pretty close. Oh, okay. Um, if I just sit, sit through and think about the teams to take out, I thought I can get most of these. Here's um, the hint. Who's been second place in their division for the last six years? Oh, God. Uh, last. Is that actually a stat or just like, is that just a hint? Like just helping, like a just a little bit of helping. help. Just think who's been okay. in second place for the last, in each of the eight divisions, who's been in second place for the last six years. Okay. Uh, so I think, I think of, I don't think there's any AFC North team that ever like finished second consecutively. So I won't say they're maybe the no, I don't know if it's a Chargers or not. I don't know. I'll, I'll, let's go with the Chargers. It is not the Chargers. Not the Chargers. Okay. All right. So, if it's not the Chargers, then it's probably going to be a team in the NFC. I think the Eagles are always only second. Hey, maybe Washington. I don't know. I don't want to say Washington. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... New Orleans is too good, I feel like, to be under 500, for sure. Yeah, New Orleans won more games in a four-year stretch than any team that never made the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're too good. Um, and it's not Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, no, it's not Minnesota. And I already guessed Arizona, right? You have not guessed Arizona. Okay, well, I'll, I'll guess Arizona then. It is not yeah. Arizona. Okay, it's not Arizona. What team always finishes second? They're just they're not always over- finish second. Just who's been the second best team in their division? Okay. I, so I'm, I'm going to go through my head. I know it's not Pittsburgh for a fact. I know it's not Baltimore. So I'm, I'm pretty much marking off the entire AFC North. I, I'm pretty certain it's... No one in the East either, unless the 
yeah, the, so the, I think the Titans have been too good lately because they got Ryan Tannehill back in like 2017, 2018, I think. And ever since then, they've been pretty solid. So I'll, I'll say I'll say not the AFC East. Or sorry, AFC South. Um, I'll say I don't think there's anyone in the AFC unless unless it's the Dolphins again. But it I is like not you, the Dolphins. Okay, okay. So I don't think it's anyone in the AFC East. So that leaves the AFC West. Is it the Broncos? It is not Broncos Country. Let's ride. Not Broncos Country. Let's ride. Okay. Not the Raiders either. Then I don't. No, it is the Raiders. The Raiders are one of them. Yeah. What? Yeah, Raiders have been one game below 500 for the past six seasons. And if you take out that last, uh, well, I guess they won the last game of the season. If you take out one game last year because it's a 17 game season, the Raiders were. If you take out that game where they had the Hail Mary from Derek Carr, then the Raiders would be exactly 500. Hmm. Okay. They have two. They have two playoff appearances in there. Yeah. Yeah, I just like that they were just not as good as I thought a 500 team would be. Um, okay, that's one. I have, have I said Washington yet? You have not said Washington. I'll go with Washington. They've had a couple it of seasons where they won too many games. Not Washington. Not Washington. It can't. I already said Dallas too, right? Uh, I don't think so. Dallas has been too good. I'm going to be Dallas. I'm going to say... Okay, so my options are down to, I think... I think it's going to go down to... It's not the Seahawks. I think it's down to the Falcons, Panthers. Uh, maybe it is someone. I already said, already said the Cardinals. I already said the 49ers. Or the 49ers already been an answer. I've already said... Uh, it can't be the Rams. Okay, so it's, it's no one there. It's I'm down to. It's not the Bears, not the Lions, not the Vikings. So it's no one in the North. It has to be. Is it between the Giants, Falcons, and Bears, or not? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Giants, Falcons, and Panthers. Uh, those are teams that you have not mentioned. Yes. At the same time, not- you have excluded some teams in other divisions that could Maybe. be in the game. Okay. Uh. We're thinking of. We're not thinking of. I mean, I'm blanking. I feel like I'm. I feel like I feel like I've eliminated almost the entire AFC because I can't. I. I don't think it's. Could it be? Could it be the Bills? It is not the Bills. It's not the Bills. Okay. It's no one in the AFC. I feel like I'm almost certain when I say that. Like I'd be crazy if it is. Mm -hmm. What? Who in the AFC has been that mid? If it's an AFC North team, I'm gonna be upset. But I feel like it, I feel like it isn't. Um, you always have the option to concede and be surprised by who the answer is. I know. Uh, it's the competitor in me. Uh, all right. I also right. give I'll, you I'll unlimited you, guesses. For the for the sake of the podcast, I'll I'll let you I'll let you tell me. <laughs> it is the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. All right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've always just been a little bit better than that. You know, like, I feel like they're, I don't know. I feel like, especially, like, as of recent, like, I feel like they're more of a 10 and 6, 9 and 17 than what they are, like, a below average. Yes, you team. are correct. I guess they had a couple of years. 
you are correct, except for that 2016 season when Andrew Luck was basically fighting through botched shoulder surgery, where they had the number three pick in the draft, which they traded out of so the Jets could get uh, Sam Darnold, and they basically drafted Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was 2016, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that... Uh, wasn't Jacoby Brissett at that point? I can't remember who the shitty quarterback was that season, but uh, I think it was Brissett, was it not? But 2016, what maybe just it, it couldn't have been, I don't think. Brissett was, was the Brissett the backup there for that many years? It seems crazy to me that Brissett was the backup for the Colts for like five years. I thought uh, he was there for a while. Gosh, let's see. 2016 in was that Hasselbeck? I can't remember who it was. Gosh, who who was the quarterback uh, for the so, 2016? Uh, yeah, it was Brissett, I think. No, because you're right. That, it was Brissett. Yeah. Oh, it looks like 2017 was the year that that happened. So it was Brissett. Interesting. Yeah. How about that? It <laughs> yep. was Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Shout out. Now, now starting Browns quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Next up, 2011, 2011. So these two teams have both finished with a 500 record and these two teams have matched up in a Super Bowl since 2011. Oh, since 2011. Okay, the matchup in the Super Bowl. Okay, I can get this then. I think about it. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm going to say Panthers and Broncos. That is a good one. It is not Panthers and Broncos, though. Okay. The only other answer I could think of is this year's Super Bowl. Rams-Bengals? It is Rams-Bengals. Yeah. We've been very average since 2011. We had a couple of years there where it was one in like 10 games, you know, 11 games. We had a 12 win season. I don't know. I think we had a 12 win season one year. Uh, and so, and then after that, it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but five straight like, wild card losses. Yep. Yep. So I feel like we were just average enough. And that makes sense, though. Yeah. I was, it was one of those two I, I thought of. Yeah, I think I saw that like even with the Super Bowl run if from the 2016 one, I think the Bengals still have like the fifth worst record in the NFL, despite making the Super Bowl last year. In, in the last five years since 2016, yeah. whatever the, the, the since yeah. 2016 number. Yeah, they were they were disgustingly bad there for a while. I remember they they had they won a six game season 2016, I think, and then it was four and then it was two and then it was six again, and then it was 10. So it was, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty Yeah, low. it was, we got the one pick and the five pick in back-to-back years type of bad. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, uh, at least we're bouncing back a little bit. <laughs> Next one, we're going to take it back to 2008. One team has had a 500 record since, well, technically two, if you want to count the 49ers. The 49ers also have had a 500 record. But this other team besides the 49ers has had a 500 record since 2008. Since 2008. I'm going to say the Chargers. 
Good guess. Not the Chargers, though. I hate to. <laughs> I feel like it's the Vikings, but I don't want to guess them again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how good they were back in 2008. I forget those seasons. Um, they can't be. Because back then the Rams were horrible, so it can't be the Rams. Um, can't be. Can't be any of those teams in the NFC, I don't think. Uh, not the Chargers. So maybe. How good were the Broncos team? I guess back back then they had a couple of really good seasons. Uh, is it Denver? It is not Denver. Although good guess because it does split the bridge between Denver went 45 seasons without ever having back-to-back losing seasons and then have like now the second longest playoff drought in the NFL. Um, Back then the Colts were too good. I guess it could be the Titans because they were really bad back then too and they made up for it. You got it. It's the Titans. It's the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Beginning with the Chris Johnson 2000 yard season. And uh, who was the, they they had a terrible quarterback that year because they played the chargers in the playoffs. Uh, Maybe was it Vince young? I can't remember who was the quarterback of those Titans teams. They had a really bad quarterback during that, uh, during that 2008 Chris Johnson season that got Jeff Fisher 10 more years as a head coach. I just remember Jake Locker. That's that's who I think. Oh, Jake Locker. That was, that was, that would be a few years later. A few years later was the Jake Locker, Zach Mettenberger years. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I I knew those seasons were so bad. And I was thinking like, you know, it'd be a little even because those seasons are horrible. And then they finally started bouncing back with, you know, Derek Henry and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it was a blend between Vince Young and Kerry Collins that somehow won 13 games. Oh, God. Really? They won 13 games that year? Uh, not the Chris Johnson year, but the year right before Chris Johnson. They oh. uh, the, <laughs> the year before Chris Johnson, they had the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the year that... Uh, I think that was the year the Steelers went to the Super Bowl. I'm not 100% sure. I think that was the year the Steelers went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Is it the Cardinals year? Yeah, I think think that was 2008. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that was 2008. Gotcha. Next up, we have 2005. 2005. This NFC team has gone 500 in the years since 2005 has gone 500 has gone exactly 500. There's no like one game difference. They have been exactly 500 since 2005. Exactly 500. Okay. Uh, I think the first team that comes to mind for me is probably the Atlanta Falcons. It's a good guess. It is not the Atlanta Falcons though. Not the Falcons. Exactly 500. Okay. Okay. I'm going to mark off teams. I'm going to go. It's definitely not going to be the Lions. It's definitely not the football team. It's not. See, back then the Rams were way too bad. The Bucks were too bad. Uh, 
pretty sure back then the Seahawks were struggling. Um, oh, um, it's not the Cowboys. Can't be the Saints. <laughs> Is it the Vikings this time? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Vikings. <laughs> I, I, it, it wouldn't go well with my character if I didn't guess the Vikings at least once every single time. Okay. So not the Vikings, not the Falcons, you said. No, the mindset is just the Vikings have to come up at some point. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, could it be the Giants? It's not the Giants. Okay. Giants Although you're on the right horrible. track. They won two Super Bowls and also have been the worst record in the NFL, non-Jaguars and Jets category in the last 10 years. Okay. So it's, and it's not Atlanta, right? It's not Atlanta. Okay, they won two Super Bowls, so it would have to be. It, uh, let's see. Okay, hold on. I can mark this down in my head. I was saying um, the Giants have have won two Super Bowls in the time frame and been terrible for ten years. So Giants right. was a good guess, but you've gotten yeah. Falcon. You've guessed Falcons, Vikings, Giants. Uh, and then you've just eliminated like six teams. Okay. It's also not the 49ers. The 49ers are not an answer for any of these. Okay. I don't remember how many teams played in this. I don't know. Uh, how many teams have won? Wait, so you're saying that they won a Super Bowl? They've won two Super Bowls. I uh they have played in a Super Bowl, but by process of elimination, twelve teams have played in a Super Bowl from the NFC in the time since right. they have played in a Super Bowl. Okay. Um, did I already guess the Panthers? You have not. It is not the Panthers. Not the Panthers. Okay. So not the Vikings. Eagles. Not the Eagles. Not the Eagles. I think by my count, you're down to three teams. Yeah. I think I'm down to the football team, right? Yes. I mean, if you you count the teams you had ruled out, I think you ruled out like five teams. I guess if you count those, there's like eight left, but I, I think there's like five that are obviously not it. I think I'm between the football team, the football team, I think the Bears and Seahawks, I think it's one of those three teams. I think I think we also had the, the uh, Cardinals in there. I thought I already guessed the Cardinals. Maybe you did. It's not the Cardinals. Okay. It might have been the last round that we did Cardinals. Maybe. I'm maybe. Sure. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm going to say I don't think it, it'd be Seattle because they had a couple of really good seasons. But they were also bad at some points, but they've been good more lately with Russ. I think it kind of carries them maybe a little bit. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Chicago. It is Chicago. That is correct. Okay. It is... they, they were really carried by the early 2000s, you know, like yeah okay it's this is right around the time when they went to the super bowl i think 2006 was when they lost to the colts in the super bowl 
that's what threw me off because I was like, when did the Bears get the Super Bowl last? I couldn't remember a thing about the Bears. I know back in like the 1900s, like 1990s, 1980s, they were fantastic. But like, uh, you know, I, I just remember after that, you know, 2000s, I, I kind of forget, you know, what happened that one, them, so. that one is my favorite stat. And, and it's going to it's going to break off from here. But basically, last year was the last year that this stat will work. But between 2006 and 2021, there were 15 seasons played, 12 different NFC franchises made the Super Bowl. And that doesn't even account for the fact that the 49ers went to a Super Bowl with two completely different teams. Like Joe Staley was the only player on both teams. So the NFC has basically had 13 different teams make the Super Bowl in the last 15 years. That's so cool. That's what it's all about, though. You know, like having a different team each year. You got to enjoy different. I hated the uh, Patriots for the dynasty. I would say to each their own because I really like that the 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 AFC has had like only five quarterbacks make the Super Bowl in that same fifteen year span. It was like Brady, Maybe. Manning, Roethlisberger, Mahomes, and the one Flacco season. I think I think now that we're starting to see kind of a guard switch. I think you're starting to see. I think it almost turned to be the exact opposite. I want to say. Now, because I feel like there's a lot of great teams in the NFC, or a couple of great teams and a lot of bad teams, and then the AFC is so stacked and they're all going at each other. I feel like that's going to be now an AFC stack because I honestly I don't know I don't know the next time the Bengals are ever going to make the Super Bowl because it's going to be tough. So <laughs> I think I last like, year kind of effed it up because now it's like also the one Burrow season, but also Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger are all gone now. So I think that uh, that that streak's going to come to an end now and. My prediction is that it's going to be parody again. Like you're going to have eight different Super Bowl champions in eight years. That's Don, that was my... a, back... sorry. Hmm. I was just say that's my yeah. prediction. Yeah, yeah. I think like I, I think now like the it's kind of like now just a that, that stat was like a thing in the past, and we'll remember that though. Like, like those years have been Big Ben and Flacco and Tom Brady. Just like those those couple of quarterbacks were all so dominant, and now I feel like it's it's gotten to the point now where there's six of these guys in the AFC and, you know, and it's tough because they're all going to be going at each other at once. And it's going to be a lot harder for all these teams to get their chances. And there'll be a couple other teams that they rise up every year and get a chance too. So, you know, it, it gets to be a little different now that I think this is, this is a new era of football, you know, compared to back then for sure. All right, let's take it back now to 2001. There are, Two franchises, one that it hit it exactly on and one that came within one game. Two franchises for the past 20 years have played exactly 500 football, which has got to be tormenting for their fan bases. 500 football since 2001. Okay. I'm going to say... <laughs> Is it Minnesota. It's Minnesota. The Vikings had to be on there eventually. Minnesota is indeed one of those teams. They have been exactly 500 since 2001. And just like the stat I mentioned, they are one of the four franchises that has not played in the Super Bowl in that 15 year stretch where literally every team in the NFC made the Super Bowl. Minnesota is one of the four that didn't. That's tough. But they were the closest of the four that didn't because they made like three NFC championship games. All right. And had like okay. six Hall of Famers. So we got Minnesota. I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, after that, it gets to be really blurry because I really don't know how well these teams did in the early 2000s. I, I forget. 
I know the Bengals weren't good, so I just have one team marked out. Um, I'll go with okay, so I know the Browns were horrible for a long time, the Lions were terrible. Um, there's a couple of teams at the bottom, I know were really bad. Almost the entire AFC East was pretty rough. Uh, the 49ers had some problems, I think. I want to say. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to say. I think I might go with your Chargers. I think they have been pretty mediocre for a long time. I have renounced the Charger fan. Yes, I have renounced that franchise. But uh, a good guess. Unfortunately, this was their best time period between 2003 and 2010. They were actually really good, but uh, the Chargers are not the team. I definitely feel like I'm not going to get this. I'm stoked with having the Vikings at least. I could make it multiple choice. I have a five multiple choice option here too. All right. Okay. So here are the the five options that I have for you. I have Eagles, Titans, Falcons, Panthers, Broncos. Hmm. I don't think it's the Panthers. I feel like the Broncos have been too good. So you said Eagles? Eagles, Titans, Falcons, Panthers, Broncos. Eagles, Titans, Falcons. I feel like the Eagles are too good. I'm going to say Falcons. Falcons were a good guess. If we had done 1997, the Falcons would have been correct, but it is not the uh, Falcons. So it's the Titans. Then it's not right. the Titans. Not the Titans. No, it's not the Titans. What? So it's either the Eagles, the Panthers, or the Broncos. Is, I'm gonna say. Broncos. It's not the Broncos. Broncos country is not riding. Um, Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, I feel like the Eagles are too good. Who's the last team I had the option for? Panthers. Panthers. Uh, that's that was my guess. Thinks I. I don't think the Eagles are that were that mid. I'll go Panthers. It is the Panthers. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the Eagles are too good. I sorry. I don't know if you know this. I used to be an Eagles fan before I was mm-hmm. Bengals. So I, I remember that's a good team to root for as a child. They, I, I think right. Andy Reid made like five NFC Championship games. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were very very fun to watch, and I used to like uh, uh, Brian Dawkins. Of course, he was there for a minute. Donovan McNabb was a very very fun player to watch. Um, I don't remember a lot about that team aside from those guys. Who's the Who's the running back they had? They had a really good running back. They did, and I can't remember who it is. I gotta look this Gosh. up. Uh, let's just look up a random Eagles team. They I'm had going... a really good running back. I can't believe I don't remember who it is. It's like a fringe Hall of Famer. Gosh, Brian Brian uh, Westbrook. Yeah, Brian Westbrook. That's who it is. Yep. Yeah, I, I feel like I forget about a lot of these guys. Um, but I, I just remember being really upset because of Larry Fitzgerald uh, beating the Eagles that year. Uh, and one of those oh, years. that's right. So, yeah. the What was that? that? 2008. Yeah. 
I forgot I the Eagles so. made that. That's the fifth. That's the fifth random conference championship that year. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a couple of throwback seasons. I, I knew they wouldn't be one of those teams. Though. Yeah, process elimination. Yeah, Asante Samuel is also on those teams. Oh yes, yes. Shout out. I love Asante Samuel Jr. too. His son's amazing. He'd be so good. All right, now we take it back to 1993. This is where I'm gonna suck. I don't know anything beyond here. Well, this these ones are more for funny. Like your fan base has been so tormented that you've watched this team play 500 football for <laughs> your entire existence. You have the exact middle football team. So, who since 1993, which I think they've won like two playoff games since. Who since 1993 has had exactly a 500 record? Two playoff games? Oh, God. Is it the Bills? It's not the Buffalo Bills. Not the Bills. Bills won two. The Bills have won three playoff games in the last like two years. Oh, okay. You know what? You know what? It's crazy. I didn't even consider the recent years. <laughs> I was thinking like, I, for some reason, I keep getting my mind stuck back in like the early 2000s, 1900s. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's so. all the years. It is 29 years of 500 football for this team. There, there are people who are children of the 80s who now have children themselves who have watched 500 football for their entire lives. That is depressing. Uh, God. Okay. Uh, don't be yeah, too. Definitely. Don't be too shocked. The Bengals are pretty close on this one. The Bengals are pretty close to 500. Are we? Are we really? I thought like we'd be really below that. You are a good deal below 500, but it's only like 20th or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't know how to play off games. I think of... I think of the Dolphins. The Dolphins it? It is the Dolphins. It is. Okay. Wow. Okay, I got that pretty early. See, the, the two was... playoff wins hint was supposed to correlate off the last thing we talked about, which is that like basically every NFC team has either made the conference championship or <laughs> or gone to the Super Bowl. So it wasn't yeah. an NFC team. Yeah, uh, see, see, that's that's where I was kind of thinking. My, my head went straight to the AFC and I, I was going through the AFC East in my head. And obviously, it wasn't the Bills. So I thought it was the Good bet. Uh, fun fact, here are the three teams that haven't. You know how we were talking about the Vikings have made like two conference championships. Uh, there's only yeah. three teams that haven't made a conference championship in the last 20 years. It's the Cowboys, it's Washington, and it's Detroit. Yep. That's hilarious that the Cowboys are one of those teams, though, considering they're like one of the biggest NFC teams, I feel like. That's hilarious. That's crazy. Yeah, they've they've seamlessly they've seamlessly gone from ten years of Tony Romo, Demarco Murray, and Des Bryant to ten years of Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and what will be Amari Cooper slash CD Lamb? They just they, they went seamlessly into twenty years of eight and eight football. Yeah, literally, that is crazy. Hopefully, they can find some something new in the future. We'll see. They will not. <laughs> no, they won't. No, I <laughs> almost don't even want to see it too, so I can just laugh about it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take it back to nineteen eighty-seven. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> well, here's your hint for this one. This team has won multiple Super Bowls in the time since 1987, but they have a 500 record sit in the last 35 years, but they have won multiple Super Bowls. Okay. All right. 
So thinking of the teams that won Super Bowls, it is not definitely not the Patriots or Steelers. They won multiple. Um, hmm. I don't think it'd be the Eagles. Could it be? These teams have won. That's a problem. How many Super Bowls have the Colts won? Like they've won a couple. Just one. Just one. Okay. How many have the Saints won then? Just one. Just one. Okay. Wow. All right. I thought they would have won more than that. Okay. Um. Hmm. <laughs> you mean with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, the greatest coach and quarterback tandem, non Belichick Brady of the 21st century? Right. Yeah. Uh. I think they've only played in one, too. I think they only played in one Super Bowl. Multiple Super Bowls. Hmm. It's tough. Uh... Man. Is it the Cowboys? It is not before the Cowboys. Then, I, don't they, I don't know if they made a couple Super Bowls before then, though. Right? It is you know a good. I mean? like, it is a good bet, though. The Cowboys, obviously, the '90s, they won three championships, and we're talking about since 1987. So, since 1987, the teams have won multiple championships. So, Cowboys was a good bet. Oh Man, I, this is tough because a lot of these teams I want to think of, I think are bad, but they could be better back then. Like I think of, uh, I think of teams like, uh, man, I don't even know who to think of. <laughs> this is tough. Um, also, since it gets how- a little complicated here, anyone's from this point forward include multiple cities. So if if you know, like St. Louis Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, right. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, multiple cities count. Oh, bless me, sir. Um, I'm going to say, God, I don't know. This is tough. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I am blanking. The only other team I can think of. There's a couple of teams I can think of, I think. I think of... I thought of the Cowboys, not the Cowboys. I don't know how many Super Bowls the Seahawks have won. I wonder if they're a team. Seattle has think, played in two, but they've only won one. Okay. All right. Can't be oh, Seattle. Sorry, Seattle's played in three. I'm sorry. Seattle's played in three Super Bowls. Only Multiple Super Bowls. Be... Okay, okay. So I'm I gotta sorry, I hate to do this, but I gotta go through my head. Uh it's not gonna be Baltimore. It's not gonna be Pittsburgh, Iron Beast, Cincinnati, or Cleveland. So you already said Denver, right? It's not Denver. Uh um, you have not guessed Denver yet. Okay, I'll I'll guess Denver and get it out of the way. Yeah, it's not the Broncos. Not the Broncos, not the Raiders, not the Chiefs. I know it's not the Chiefs because I've been doing like a sim league, and I know that they have had a couple of good teams, um, especially back then. Uh, I think they'd probably be over. Uh, I think 
I don't think it's the Chargers. I don't think it's the Patriots. I don't think any of those teams in the AFC East. It's not any teams in the AFC South. It, so it has to be NFC. It's not the Packers, not the Vikings. I guess I already said the Bears. I'll go Bears again, I guess. I, mm-hmm. Bears, no. They, their, first, their one Super Bowl was 1985. 1985, okay. All right. Okay. Um, it's not the Bears. Uh, mm, is it the Giants? You got it. It's the New oh. York Football Giants, who have three championships and a 500 record. That is brutal. Gosh. I think the, I think the yeah. last decade did it to him because again, the Giants have since 2013. The Giants have the third worst record in all of the NFL. Jolly, that's crazy. And I'd also like to welcome the Giants to another decade of mediocrity. It ain't getting better anytime soon. No, yeah, no, they are they are there for a while. <laughs> yeah. The New York football giants uh, they kind of blew a three, one lead on that one. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> all right. We are going to take it all the way back because I had, because <laughs> at this point we're talking about like 500 games at this point. So it's almost impossible to find people who get within like four games at this point. Like there's just so many games that it's impossible to get that close. But one team in 1973 hit exactly on the number from 1973 to today. They have gone exactly 500 as a football team. That includes like 14 ties or something like that, but they are exactly 500 since 1973. Who is the team that has gone exactly 500 for the past 50 years of football. I don't even know how like you would be able to find these stats. This is cool. courtesy of stat um, news. Stat news lets you find these every single year. You just have to type in NFL, most NFL wins since and enter your year. That's cool. Okay. Well, I'm not going to use that, <laughs> but shout uh, out to stat news. I mean, this is like borderline impossible, I feel like. Uh, since 1976, you said? 73. I'll also 73. give you a I'll give you a hint that will rule out some teams. They have been an NFL franchise since 1973. Okay, so it can't be can't be Houston, Jacksonville, Baltimore. No, it can be Baltimore because they uh the Cleveland Colts. to Baltimore. Okay, okay, but it can't be Tampa, right? Tampa was too young of a franchise. Like Seattle by then was pretty young of a franchise. Uh, man, okay. Um, I'm gonna say I'm. I'm just gonna like literally off off top of my head first guess. I'm just gonna say I'll go Las Vegas. And now, formerly the Oakland. Raiders, the autumn wind is a pirate. It is not the Raiders. Not the Raiders. Although, good okay. guess. They've won three championships and also <laughs> 20 years missed the playoffs. Was a mediocre team possible? Because back, back then, the, there were teams that were dominant who weren't dominant before. Who aren't dominant now? Like back then, I know that for a fact there's a couple of really, really good teams. Like this, this was Dan Marino, uh, this is Joe Montana. 
you get a couple yeah, those of those are the other... 1980s here's a, here's the reference point the year after we're starting was when the Steelers won their first championship with uh or I'm sorry not yeah. the Steelers the uh Roger Staubach won his first championship not not the Steelers gotcha. <laughs> yeah so for me for me the Steelers and Patriots they're all they're I'm never going to guess those two teams because they're always going to be on top and I'm, I'm never going to guess the Lions I know they've always been on the bottom I know the Jets have been always at the bottom I know um a couple of these teams I think the the Bengals have never been that good of a team um so I feel like everyone else is pretty much open aside from those um but you've got rid of those six teams and you've got rid of the the 12 that weren't in existence at this time Okay. I'm going to say Washington. It is not Washington. It's not Washington. If you want, I can also read you the list of uh, teams that were in the NFL in 1973 as well. Yeah. I mean, if if you can just list like some options I would have that. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. So, uh, oh, wait, that's, oh, here we go. Final standings. Okay. So here are the. There are 24 teams, but you've guessed a few of them. So uh, the teams that were in the league, all of the teams in the AFC East were in the NFL. Uh, all of the teams in the AFC Central or AFC North, all the AFC North teams except the modern Cleveland Browns. So, you know, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, the Titans were the Houston Oilers. So if Titans counts uh, all of the teams in the AFC West, all the teams in the NFC East the Arizona Cardinals, all the teams in the NFC North, and all of the teams in the AFC West. So uh, basically just take out the AFC... Oh, oh no, not quite. Uh, basically, AFC East, AFC North, AFC West, Colts and Titans, and then in the NFC, it's all of the NFC East, all of the NFC North, and the 49ers and Rams. Golly. So okay. just wipe out the wipe out the NFC West and wipe out the NFC South. Okay. So I'll start in the NFC North. It's not gonna be I can I, I can pretty much almost guarantee eliminate the Vikings, Packers, and Lions. So I'll I'll keep the Bears in my back pocket. Uh you said who else what else whether conference in there in the NFC? Uh in the, uh, you can get rid of the NFC South. They're, the Falcons are there, but it's not the Falcons. Okay. So, is the Bears the only NFC option I have? Then I guess okay. So, uh, you could do NFC East, I guess. Oh, East, East. Okay, okay. Uh, you already guessed Cowboys. Washington, and yeah. yeah. I don't think it'd be Philly. I don't think that would be the answer twice. Um, and not Washington. Uh, I guess it could be Philly or the Giants. Okay, so Bears, Eagles, Giants, um, AFC North. It's not going to be any of those teams. Like, I'm pretty good about knowing their records. I'm almost certain they were no those teams were 500 at that point. Yeah, um, in the AFC, just get rid of the Browns, the Jaguars, and the Texans. Everyone else is fair game. Okay. Um, I have no clue how good. I guess that those years were. John Elway good years in Denver, so it wouldn't be Denver. I guess it could be Kansas City. I, I, the only team I actually, I've done a lot of research on Kansas City's past teams. I'm pretty certain I can know their record. Um, 
I do this like sim league with these people and I have the Chiefs as my sim league team and I choose a different team each year to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's Kansas City because I think they've had a winning record because he had a lot of good teams. Um, uh, I don't know. I already guessed the Raiders. Um, I guess it could be the Chargers. So I have Chargers, Bears, Giants, Eagles. And then the last two teams would just be Titans and Colts. And I'm, I'm not sure in either of those two teams. So I'll, I'll, I'll go to down to those six. I'll go down to those six, okay? Here's a hint. One two. of those six is the correct answer. Good, okay. So I have an idea who it is. Okay. I'm going to say it is not the Giants or Eagles because I feel like those are already answers before. And it wouldn't make the sense. Giants and were. Bears, too. Giants were. Okay. Yeah. Bears were an answer earlier. Okay. Well, okay. Well, never mind. Maybe they, maybe there's, maybe they're cross. Maybe there's going to be another one. Okay. All right. I'm just going to think of this off the top of my head. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Eagles first. It is not the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the Eagles. Not a five. Okay. So Giants, Bears. Who are I forgetting? Giants, Bears. Chargers, Chargers, Colts, Titans. Colts, Titans. I'm going to say the Chargers. Not the Chargers. Not the Chargers. Okay. Don't think it is. I wouldn't imagine it would be the Titans. Maybe it could be. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I'll, I'll leave them. Um. I don't know if it can be the Colts either. I don't. I don't think it's Indianapolis. I'll say. I'll go Titans. Titans slash Oilers is not correct. No. Okay. Um. Is it the Colts? It is the Colts. They've been the, that mediocre. The Baltimore Ravens slash Colts. I think they won the championship this year, played in the championship this year, but uh, they won the championship in 1970. They played in one more in the 70s and then basically went 30 years without playing in a championship. That's crazy. But, but they had a couple number one picks mixed in there for the once great Baltimore slash Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> and uh, this this was believed to be the deepest I could get because it, it took, again, from 1987 to 1973 to, to find another team that was that close. Because once you get to like 500, 600 games, it's really hard to get that close. Until I was given a gift. I was given a wonderful gift. We take it back to 1960. 1960 with a franchise who came within one game and if you take out this is your hint sort of if you take out their week 17 results of our week 18 of last season if you get rid of their week 18 game of last season they were exactly 500 for their 61 years of existence 
What <laughs> franchise am I talking about that is exactly 500 for their 61 years of existence if you take out the last game of the season last year? Washington. Not Washington. Minnesota. <laughs> that would be great. Not Minnesota. No, I, I was hoping. Uh, <sighs> oh, God. Uh, <sighs> I have no clue, man. Um, I'm like literally sitting here pacing around my room trying to figure this out. Um, I'm going to say... Eagles. Good guess. Not the Eagles, though. You're <laughs> the teams you're guessing are quite mediocre. These these teams are quite mediocre. Bears. Not the Bears. <laughs> Cardinals. Not the Cardinals. Oh, this is. Oh. Cowboys. <laughs> that would be great if it was the Cowboys. If they have five championships imagine? and still manage to be five hundred, that Listen, would be so great. I'm taking shots in the dark right now. I have no clue who this is. I have a I have a hint lined up, but I just want to make sure I have it right. So let me let me see if I can find it exactly because it is a team that has not won a Super Bowl. But I want to know exactly what teams oh. are the options who have not won a Super Bowl. Bills. Not the Bills. All right. I hear the 12 teams that haven't won a Super Bowl, just for your for your viewing recommendation. It is Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, Tennessee, Arizona, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Carolina, Buffalo, Minnesota, and the Chargers. The Chargers. Woo! It is the San Diego Chargers. Let's go! The San Diego Super Chargers have a 500 record parade of mediocrity Chargers yes Chargers with the greatest theme song ever (laughs) the San Diego Chargers that needs to come back I'll edit it into the podcast, but yeah, the Chargers in the 1970s made this amazing song. Uh, it's the San Diego Super Chargers. And it's just, it made me so happy because I don't like them anymore. And for 60 goddamn years, the Chargers have won one game and lost one game over 60 goddamn seasons. The Chargers <laughs> have won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game, and never won a championship. Wow. That's so sad. Man, I don't blame you for leaving. They left us. They made it easy to leave. Right, yeah. Combined with the fact that, again, 1960 was the Chargers' first year of existence. (laughs) They they, they have existed for 61 years and have gone exactly 500. Just the definition of mid. Let me see what the exact number was again. I just, it's incredible. It was just so perfect. <laughs> it is uh, it literally, I cannot think of a, I, I, like, the moment you said the Chargers, I was like, that's that right there is the most mediocre franchise I know. If you take out the, the loss to the Raiders, 
to end last season, the Chargers are 468, 468, and 11. Oh, my God. That is crazy. (laughs) The next closest team is like 14 games away from 500. It's ridiculous in that large of a sample size that they are that close to 500. Yeah, that is crazy. That is like almost impossible, I feel. That is, but I mean, it's, it's bound to happen with one NFL team, though, right? You have your highs, you have your lows. You know, every team's had their moments. And so I feel the like Chargers have had like, nothing. They've had blah for right. 60 years. Yeah. They've made They've been just, one Super Bowl. They have made one Super Bowl in that 60 year time frame. San Diego, they've won the championship their first year in San Diego. They won the AFL championship in 1961. And that's the last championship San Diego has had. Wow. That is shocking, but super entertaining and funny. <laughs> it's so great, especially as someone who comes from San Diego. Yeah, it, it only makes sense to wrap, wrap up with that, right? It's it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. We <laughs> it's the Wake Forest football of 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 the NFL, right? Literally, Wake yeah, Wake Forest football I like that. <laughs> There's six and six every year, eight and eight every year. That's the Chargers. Yep. <laughs> oh, so great. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.